Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is my thoughts, my opinions. We're back again, episode three. I want to start off with what's been going on with me personally. Uh, I voted. I voted this past weekend, and the process, I would say, it went very smooth. I thought initially that we were going to have to get there as soon as the polls open. Because you see on the news these long lines. I even had a neighbor of ours say that they waited for like an hour to vote. And I'm not going to lie, if it did take an hour, I probably would not have voted. Uh, probably because like I already was not really in the in the mindset of voting, uh, really not feeling um, any, not really feeling it too hot on either candidate. So uh, uh, the hour long wait would have just totally killed it for me. But it, it it went very smoothly. I went right in. The line moved surprisingly fast. Uh, got in there, handed the individual my uh, registration card. Check me in. They gave me like this, um, I guess it's like, uh, like a, a plastic card type thing that you would like slide into the machine and then you'll be able to vote. Also, went with my mother as well, too. Like after I was done voting, she hopped on my same machine and it went very smoothly. It was touchscreen. Yeah, it went a, a whole lot smoother than I thought it was going to be. I'm glad that I was able to vote because. Initially, I was definitely like at a crossroads. I was definitely like, I, I don't care. I, I don't want to vote. But I had a conversation with a friend and she was just like, she reminded me of first the significance of a black man voting, right? This is something that was not always granted to us. Black people weren't always able to vote uh, at a particular time in history. But now I have that opportunity that was uh, fought over for and people died for. I should use that regardless of whoever's in office. And also too, uh, reminded me of the fact that I don't want to be one of those people after all the votes are in and the candidate is selected. I don't want to be a part of those people who are complaining about whoever was selected and didn't even vote. They're like, oh, my goodness, Joe Biden got in office, Trump got in office. Oh, my goodness. It's just like, well, how are you saying something when you didn't even you didn't even try to participate and affect that change? So why are you even complaining? So that truly changed my mindset. and definitely pushed me uh, to go voting. And I'm, I'm so glad that I voted. Who I voted for, I'm not necessarily going to say, but I will say this. I am a Christian before anything. My belief in Christ trumps any and everything in my life. And the same goes with my family as well. I'm I'm not going to support anything that is against the word of God. So that that's that's already telling you a whole lot. 
this is something that I truly had to sit down and think about. And I had to I had to compare the two. And I had to see which one lined up most with the word of God. And I'm not I'm not saying that whether these people privately uh, uphold what they're saying publicly, they probably don't. I mean, it's politics. I mean, who are we kidding? But I want my beliefs to be represented publicly and in policy. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about what you do in your private life. I mean, that that's up to God. All, all things done in the dark will come to light. So that's fine if you, if you don't want to actually live that. But I need you to be putting in that policy and in, 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 um, especially making your public views uh, be in support of that as well, too. So the Democratic Party in its current state morally is not aligned with Christian values. They're not. Not at all. Not one. I mean, first and foremost, you have abortions. Something that we're going to get into later on in this episode. They support abortions. In general, Trump a anti-God rhetoric in support of LGBTQ. What do I look like supporting this party? doesn't make any sense. I can't support this party because you're going against the word of God. And I just told you that I am a Christian before I am. I'm a Christian before I'm a black man. I'm a Christian before I am a man. I'm a Christian before I'm an American. So with that being said, if you aren't appealing to that part of my identity, and that's not even my a part of that's my entire identity if you're not appealing to my identity i can't vote for you so it wasn't even necessarily about um like i support the other party's ideas it's just the fact that like i know i can't support you at all i just can't i just just can't and there's only one other option i <laughs> just i just can't I can't support you. You're talking about murdering babies and you're you're blaspheming God and your support of LGBT. I can't support. I can't give you my vote. What? What do I look like? Couldn't possibly do that. So that definitely when I went into that voting booth, that was the only thing that I was thinking about. And what ultimately made the decision for me. I am a follower of Christ and I have full intent of living my life serving God. And my actions need to be able to reflect that. So that's why I did what I did. So clearly it's obvious who I voted for. But since I mentioned abortions... Uh, we have right now in Poland protesting. In an article published by the BBC, it says, In the capital, Warsaw, protesters blocked the main intersection, stopping cars and trams for about an hour. Some carried black cards with slogans like, I wish I could abort my government. 
The protests are considered unusual in a country where the Roman Catholic Church has great influence. They follow a ruling by Poland's constitutional court that abortions, even in cases of fatal defects, are illegal. It means abortion is now only valid in cases of rape or incest or to protect the mother's life. And people, they said this is like the one of the worst protests in, in, in the country. That's that's what I'm getting at here. The protests are pretty bad, and they're they're everywhere. Protesting everywhere in Poland. Looking at this from a biblical perspective, Jeremiah one chapter one verse five. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Now there's been great debate. As far as at what point in the development inside of the mother's womb is it is there a child? At what point is that considered a life, a, a human being? And if you look at history, one of the key ways to get societal approval of of a mass genocide is to remove that group's humanity. And what people have done and are trying to do is to remove, remove the humanity of babies. They're trying to say that, oh, well, at this point in time, it's just it's a clump of cells. This isn't, this isn't a child. This isn't a human being. This is just a mere clump of cells. This isn't a, a rational thinking human being that hasn't formed anything yet. And I just find it funny because you have that energy toward a, a human being. But when we talk about animals, it's different, right? We, we, we protect eagle eggs, but not the, the, the fetus. Because the fetus, for some reason, is not a human being at that point in time. Even before conception, and certainly after the point of conception, that is a human being. That is a child. I'll read it again. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. That is a child. That is another life. And society is trying to take away its humanity so you, so society can just say, this is the thing to do. Same thing happened with the Holocaust. Hitler told the people, these, these Jewish people, they're, they're to blame, they're the, they're the reason why Germany is in ruins and is not a powerhouse. And removing humanity from Jewish people. So that he can go ahead in public view and to torment and murder and slaughter Jewish people. White people did the same thing to African Americans in this country. They removed the humanity from black people. Two thirds of a human being, not even a second class citizen. And the same thing is being done with children in the womb. 
And I am saying those who get abortions, that is murder. You are murdering a child. It's my body, my choice. Yeah, yeah. But there is another life in that body. And he and that and that child also has a right to choose whether or not whether they whether they want to live or not. They have the right to choose as well. And I just think that that whole argument is just it's stupid. It's not your body. It, you have another person living inside of you. Does that person not have a right? We're all about equality, are we not? Feminists? Right? We, are we not about equality here? Everybody has equal rights? Well, what about the child that's in that mother's womb? Do they not have a right? It's really, it's really, it's really a shame just how wicked and, and uh, corrupt the, the minds of people are. And just people just don't see. And, and it's, it's so sad that all of these, these, these precious lives are, are being lost. They're being lost every day. And people just ignore it and just say, um, this is, this is the thing to do now. It's okay. It's okay. You're not, it's, it's okay to, it's okay to kill kids because that's not a kid. That's just a clump of cells. Clump of cells, even though that it's been, it's been disproven that at, at, at like, I believe it's three months that the heart starts to form and, um, other developments are happening in, inside the womb. So that is a child. If you have an abortion with it, and I'm not saying that you should never, under no circumstances, have an abortion. There are very unique circumstances in where that would be okay to do. And that would be a reasonable decision. Like in the case, like I said in the article, in the case of rape, uh, in the case of incest, in those extreme cases. But in cases where, oh, I'm not. I'm not in the best financial situation to, to provide for a kid, so I'm going to kill it. It's an inconvenience for me right now, so I'm going to kill it. Oh, this child has Down syndrome, has autism, I'm going to kill it. This, this, this child may have a, a fatal condition, I'm going to kill it. Do, do you see how in, insane that is? And, and, and how selfish that is. Purely selfish. That is another great sin in our current society is selfishness. Selfishness. Goodness. Cannot even say the word. But you get what I'm saying. People are so selfish. They're not thinking. They're not thinking at all about the another life and inside them. How do you know that that child who may have a, a, a condition that may be deemed fatal at that point in time or has like Down syndrome or something like that, that they cannot grow up to have a fulfilling life. How have you already predetermined and have already mapped out this child's life that their life is just going to be absolute hell? That they're not going to have a fulfilling life and they're going to die and they're going to have a cruel life. How have you already scoped all of that out? 
You don't know. So I'm asking you, how are you able to make a decision in which you have no information on? It's not a logical decision. And that decision is leading you into killing a child. And you are led to believe by society, the media, that that's an okay decision. That's why I'm so glad that I believe in Christ. Because when evil is out in the streets, when evil is being done, I am able to mark that and label that thing as evil because I have an absolute standard. I have an absolute truth. Those who do not have Christ don't have an absolute truth. So they're they're running on their own truth, their own experience. So whatever they live through, whatever morals that they have built, that's right. And you can't call them out on it and say that it's wrong because you have no more ground or platform to stand on. You have no absolute truth. It's just opinion versus opinion. And that's where society is headed. And that is the most scary, scary that's the scariest thing ever. I understand that the Lord is coming soon and that's why things are getting worse and will get even worse than they are right now. And I'm just praying and asking God in, in my prayers to just give me and my family and my friends the patient endurance to outlast it, to make it until the last day and to, to fight and to serve faithfully because it is going to be quite the challenge because things it's it's you're starting to see the cracks and it's going to crumble and it's going to come down. So uh, I'm just I'm just praying that people will wake up and, and see truth. That's that's what's honestly what what what's what's been in my prayers as of late and as of, as of lately is that. Spiritual liberation will, will come. To the people of this world. And people will come to know Jesus as the true living God, King of kings, Lords of lords, Alpha and Omega, the holy, holy, holy God that he is. I pray that people will come to know him and serve him and to repent of their sins and turn from their wicked ways and serve only him. That's what I pray for and hope for from all of my for everybody in this world. Every day, it, it, it grieves my spirit to know that people are dying in their sins. And, they're, and, they're, and when judgment day comes, they're going to be judged by a holy God who will send them to hell for their sins. And it's even more tragic when you think about the fact that it didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be that way. God provided a provision for this world so that you may live. And not only does it, it grieves me, it grieves God greatly. That people have to die in their sins and have to be judged in that manner. It grieves me as well, too. It's just it's just so sad. So sad with all of these things that are going on in this world. And it's just a, a rise of evil. And it's really tough. And that's why, like, it's. 
practically impossible for one not to go a day without praying and reading their Bible. Every day you leave out the house, you get on the full armor of God because it's just attack after attack after attack after attack every single day. It's depressing. It's honestly depressing, especially when you're not even thinking. I'm not, I mean, especially when you think about how it's going to get worse. Like people saying, I'm ready for 2020, 2020 to be over. Do you know what 2021 could hold? I mean, we didn't even know 2020 was going to be this bad. You ready to jump into 2021 without even knowing what that's going to bring? I'm, I'm pretty fearful about what's going to happen within the net, within the week. Because of the election, and I know whoever wins is going to be a negative reaction. Like on, on November 3rd, I just picture everybody, just like the, the OJ trial, everybody huddled around their TV screens, waiting for that final vote to be casted and counted in. And as soon as that person is selected, everybody just erupts. Go out into the street, rioting. I'm telling you, I see it. I'm not being negative. I'm not being a pessimist. I'm really, this is what the Holy Spirit has has put on me. And and what I'm feeling is going to be bad. Is going to be bad. Trump Trump wins. You're going to see a a bunch of uh, weak soy boys in plaid t-shirts and storming storming capitol hill and and outrage if joe biden wins you're going to see a bunch of southern white folk storming up the capitol hill with the ars and and glocks out ready to go to war it's going to be ugly and i just pray that that god's will be done i have full confidence that he is in control. Any and everything that he does is good. Whether or not I can understand it at that point in time, or I, I, or even if I won't even understand it in my lifetime, I know that everything that God commands, teaches, directs is good. And I know that and I have full faith in that. So whoever wins, I have full confidence that God is in control. He will use them for his glory. His name will be known throughout the land. I know. I know. I have full kind so it, it it doesn't it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Even though that I'm having these feelings, I pray that those feelings don't come to fruition. Cause honestly, it, it, that's not a good sight. Moving on, somewhat peddling back into the election and voting, I, I was—I saw people effectively canceling Ice Cube because he was supporting Trump. That's what air quotes supporting Trump. He was endorsing Trump, and this is just another case of people. Not looking at the whole video. People not reading the entire article. If you watch his entire video, he said that he spoke with Democrats and the Republicans. He introduced the plan to both parties. 
The Democratic Party said, hey, bud, not right now. The Republican Party said, oh, well, come on in. Let's see what you have to offer. And he also clearly stated that neither party has done anything for black people. And you can't trust either side. So once again, please, please tell me where in, in what I just said and what he said. Was there an endorsement for Trump? There wasn't. But once again, once the media has latched on to a narrative, they're going to run, run with it until the wheels fall off, whether it's right or wrong. And that's what they did here. So you had a lot of people coming out and um, effectively canceling him because he went to the dark side. Ooh, the Republican Party. Ooh, the dark side. Oh, my gosh. The evil ones. The ones who want to enslave black people. Oh, my goodness. The Republican. The, the Ku Klux Klan. They're the coming down, burning crosses. Yo, you better you better lock up your kids and your wives that they're coming through. Republican Party, ooh, the dark side. So a lot of um, people came out in criticism of, of him, uh, one of those people being D.L. Hewley. He came out and said that, quote, he is just another one of the one of the many black celebrities who ruined themselves on the altar of Trump. Once again, I just told you guys, nowhere in the video is there an endorsement for Trump. And then he also says, why are all these meetings Trump has are with black people, with black entertainers? Why are all these meetings with black entertainers? Which is basically alluding to the fact that it's just, it's all a joke. He's not meeting with anybody serious or trying to get anything done. And it's just so funny because did Joe Biden's campaign not do the same thing? Did Bernie Sanders not do the same thing? When they sat down with Cardi B, when Joe Biden sat down with Lizzo, is that not doing the same thing? Is that not equally a joke? Doesn't happen in the white community. Because white people, matter of fact, it doesn't happen in any other community. It doesn't happen in any other community simply for the fact that they do not elect their entertainers as... They don't see their entertainers as, as someone as someone who has sound knowledge of, in the world of politics. They don't uphold those people. They don't uphold their entertainers to that standard. They don't uphold their entertainers to be the, the, the voices uh, in, in political arenas in, in those areas of life. They don't have that expectation of them. They simply see them as they are, entertainers. You should not be getting your, your political knowledge, uh, your, your political opinion from any entertainer. And D.L. Healy is coming out and trying to clown and down Ice Cube when in fact that, for one, at least he is trying to get something done. Because he doesn't have to get anything done because he's rich. So that just, for one, shows you that he actually cares and he's trying to get something done. Where, in in fact, what are you doing? That's one. But I'm not surprised because the media at Hollywood wants Joe Biden. 
So anybody who doesn't fall in line, who steps outside of that uh, little net group who are all in support of Joe Biden is instantly, instantly ostracized and effectively canceled. So him coming out against Ice Cube, why don't you come out, come out against LeBron James? Why are, why are any of you talking? None of you are the voices of black, of the black community. None of you are qualified. So you're coming out and criticizing and clowning Ice Cube. You should be clowning and criticizing yourself too. You're a comedian. You said all, he, he went in and had an inter, a meeting with the man who gave us three Fridays. And please show me your qualifications, D.L. Hewley. You don't. I don't like, 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 like Dave Chappelle said, like, uh, why do you care? Like what, what Ja Rule said, you're looking for uh, an informed and knowledgeable political opinion from, from a Ja Rule, a LeBron James. What? Even though, um, this comment definitely, I believe had some racial undertones, but it, it definitely still stands. LeBron, shut up and dribble. I don't want to. I don't want to hear what you have to say on politics. I don't. I don't care. It's sad that we have to depend on our black entertainers to be our voice and to be those who to be activists and to stand in place. It's honestly sad because it doesn't happen in any other community. I mean, you just go back a few decades when we had that established, the, the Martin Luther Kings, the, excuse me, the Malcolm X's. But now we were simply looking to, oh, LeBron James. What, what, what do you think of the elect? Come on, guys. It's literally like we're, we're, we're a laughing stock. Come, come, come on, really? LeBron James. You want to know what LeBron James thinks? It's a joke. And honestly, I feel like politicians from both sides know that they can appeal to black to the black vote in that way. They know that um, if they do or say something that is popular in the black community, that they will get them votes in support. Right. Perfect example. Hillary Clinton saying that she carries hot sauce in her bag. Cringy. Kamala Harris going out eating pork chop sandwiches and talking, quote, black. So you see what I'm getting at here? Joe Biden having uh, an interview with Cardi B. It's a joke. They see us as a joke. They can just dangle anything. They can put a celebrity out in front and they can... Uh, get this rapper, this singer, this dancer for the black community and instantly you're entertained simply for the fact that on the surface publicly, this entertainer is in support of them. And it's honestly sad. It's honestly sad that it that it's that easy. It's honestly sad that we don't have anybody who is able to challenge these candidates and ask them hard hitting questions on policies 
I don't care what you wear, what music you listen to. Freaking, you have, oh my goodness. Uh, it's just like, they're so cringy. You had Kamala Harris ask the question, if you were at a cookout, what music would you play? She responded with Beyonce's Lemonade album. If you are playing Beyonce Lemonade at a cookout, I don't want to be there. I already know that whole establishment is invalid. I already know the food going to be mad trash. The music already trash. And it's just a snowball effect. Every, the whole event is going to be mid effectively. So that just already told me these people are so disconnected from the community. And they just do and say whatever they think is going to get them votes. And sadly, for black people, it doesn't take much for them to do to win over the black vote. It ain't that hard. It ain't that hard. But, and that's historically speaking, I'm starting to, thankfully, I'm starting to see more and more independent black people come out and really start to assess and see through the lines. I'm really um, glad. But these independent thinkers are being labeled as coons. Uncle Tom's simply for the fact that they're not supporting the Democratic Party because the Democratic Party has had the loyalty of black people for decades. And no other no other group of people has been that loyal to a party. People just evaluate politics for what it is. Who is going to best suit my interests? Nothing more, nothing less. Not even looking at who best suits my interests. Who best suits my beliefs? That's what it's always been about. It's not, oh, because you're democratic, I'm going to vote for you. No, what are your policies? What do you plan to do? How are you going to help me? But these questions are not asked by the black community at large. Instead, we have Cardi B. <laughs> Cardi B. Cardi B, the voice of black America. Yes. She definitely accurately represents the, the thoughts and beliefs of black America. Certainly she does. Certainly. It's a joke. And if you don't see how both sides are playing it, you're brainwashed. In the black community, the black, excuse me, the Democratic Party definitely has the, the black community brainwashed. And it's just a hot mess. And also, too, with that, I've had a growing suspicion of as to why all of Hollywood, all of uh, you know, the entertainment industry, why it, also big tech as well, too. Why are they all telling us to vote for Joe Biden? Why do they all have a, a, a bias toward Joe Biden? Why is that? You haven't seen not one person from Hollywood without backlash, if they did so, telling you to vote for Trump. Not one. Everybody's telling you, vote for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. You have Facebook, Google donating millions of dollars. Mike Bloomberg's giving millions of dollars support to support Joe Biden's campaign. Something fishy about that. 
Really, 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 really fishy. Questionable. I honestly think that Joe Biden is a sacrificial lamb. And what I mean by that, I honestly don't think that a almost 80-year-old man who has dementia is going to put himself through four years of being president in the United States of America. I don't see it. I believe he only got in this race to only ensure that Kamala Harris got in. I honestly think whether he steps down or, God forbid, I'm not wishing this on him. Whoever is in office, I pray for them and their well-being and that God blesses them with wisdom. But whether he steps down, withdraws from the office, or he dies, Kamala Harris will be president. I feel like that's who you voted for when you went in that voting booth when you voted for Joe Biden. You were effectively voting for Kamala Harris. Because I honestly do not see Joe Biden doing that for four years. And the only reason, and I said sacrificial land because he just, he knew that he can get the black vote. Why? Because he has, he's riding on the coattails of Barack Obama. He knows that a lot of, they've seen him with Barack Obama, so they automatically say, this is a good guy, upstanding guy. He was with Barack Obama. We're backing him. So they see him, because obviously when Kamala Harris ran, it was a dub. She lost. She dropped out. She lost. But she's sneaking into the presidency on the back of Joe Biden. Who is, who is also sneaking into the presidency on the backs of Barack Obama. Honestly, I'm really hoping that, that black people don't get God again. And God is with Obama. Please, please don't do it again. Don't do it again. You voted for Barack Obama just because he was black. You did it once, some of you, some of you didn't did it twice. And what do we get out of it? Zilch. Zilch. Nothing. Nada. Absolutely nothing. And we have another one of his another one of his people coming out saying what they're gonna do. Just a hot 20, 2020. 2020. We have a man who had how can you how can you vote for a man who has dementia? You want your president to have dementia? I mean, honestly, he has referred to President Trump as George Bush in President Lincoln. You want this man to be the leader of the free world? What? Come on. We're not that dumb, are we? Did you see it? You really only have one choice. You have two choices. One of those choices is to not vote at all, which is if you decide to do that, completely understandable. I get that. I get that. But man, if you voting for Joe Biden, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But nonetheless, the world keeps spinning. The world keeps going. And you just got to deal with it. Just life. 
even though all these things are going on, still got to carry on and get your own stuff done. So I, I truly pray for everybody out there um, that God gives, blesses you all with strength, uh, wisdom, knowledge, and discernment, and the, the patient endurance to, to keep pushing on, to, to remain faithful to him. And I just should truly pray for this, to the, for this nation, for this world, because things are not looking good at all. This was third episode of My Thoughts, My Opinions, Kyle Allen signing out.